At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Soothing sounds of cooking. In the background while you cook. We can cook along, together. Yeah? Hi, this is Play Me A Recipe. I'm Sola Elwaley, a Food 52 resident, coming to you from my kitchen in the East Village. Today we'll be making Edna Lewis's cheese souffle, which is linked in the show notes and on food52.com. But we'll be gathering ingredients, breaking eggs, whisking, baking, everything alongside each other. So feel free to pause or jump back using the podcast chapters if you need a little more time. Okay, so today I'm going to make one of my favorite dishes, cheese souffle, recipe from Edna Lewis. Uh, I know a lot of people think cheese souffles are really scary, but it's actually, it's actually not that hard. Uh, when I was a kid, I was really amused by it because it has this like reputation of being so difficult. Like it collapses, you gotta be quiet, all this stuff. So I got really obsessed with making it. Edna Lewis's cheese souffle was one of the first ones I made and it was not good in the beginning, but I eventually got there and um, I hope you give it a try because you'll get there too. And the great thing is it's loaded up with so much cheese that even if it falls, even if it overbakes, it's still delicious. So it's a really fun thing to try and work on until you get there. Okay, so cheese souffle, we're gonna start with high quality cheese. Edna Lewis wants you to use the sharpest cheddar you can find. We're gonna do five ounces of sharp white cheddar, three ounces of Gruyere to like balance it out and bring a little nutty funk, two tablespoons of butter, two tablespoons of flour, one cup of milk, five eggs. I've already separated them. We're gonna use five egg whites and three egg yolks, half a teaspoon salt, a quarter teaspoon cayenne, one teaspoon of dry mustard, you know, to add a little spice. Spice and cheese is good. That's it, super simple. Shall we begin? Shall we begin? So, for the recipe, she tells you to start by preheating your oven to 425 degrees, which I've done, and we're gonna do a little bit of prep before we get into anything. So I'm going to butter a one and a half quart souffle dish. Well, I don't actually have a souffle dish, but I've made this before. You can really use whatever vessel you've got that's about one and a half quarts. This is my rice pot. It's exactly one and a half quarts. So that's what I'm gonna be using today. And it's like, it's kind of like a souffle dish, like it's tall. It's gonna do what it needs to do. I've also done this like in individual portions. You could do this in six coffee mugs that are like heat proof, which is really cute. So you can get individual souffles. If you haven't made a souffle, this is a good one to start with. It's really just like basic 
cheesy, delicious. I really like the addition of like mustard and cayenne. The thing that really surprised me with Edna Lewis is um, it says Southern cooking, but there's a lot of French influence in there. That's what's really cool with Southern cooking. There's like, there's influence from all over. I really like to smear butter on with my hands because you're gonna lose it all to the paper towel. No one's telling you to butter a paper towel. I'm telling you to butter the dish. Okay, all right. Well, now I need a paper towel. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, so my oven is preheating. Edna wants you to pop this on top of the oven so it stays warm for when we go to fill it up. Next, we're going to grate our cheese. Oh, you know, a lot of people put a collar on the souffle. That's like a restaurant thing. The collar, and then there's like a little thumb trick that you go around and even it out. That makes sure that it rises like tall and straight, but it doesn't really matter, you know? It, it's gonna still taste good. I don't care if it's a little bit wonky. I don't need like a perfect straight tall souffle. You know, I like the au naturel vibe. Save your parchment for something else. All right, so next we're going to grate our cheese. This is all about the cheese. So the most important thing is don't use something like American cheese. That's not gonna, not only does that not have much flavor, but the texture is gonna be a little bit weird because um, that stuff has a lot of emulsifiers, which is good sometimes, but it's not good for a souffle. So just go for the best cheddar and the best Gruyere or Swiss style cheese. So something like Emmentaler or Appenzeller. But Edna, Edna tells you, get the best cheese you can find. She's not messing around. She knows her souffles. I got some, I got some good stuff. I got some really good stuff. I got like, I got really good. This is like the really good cheddar where it has like those little crystals in it from the aging. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? This is the good stuff. So just grating it on a box grater. This is gonna make sure that it melts quickly and evenly into our Mornay sauce. So the base of a cheese souffle is a Mornay sauce that we then add um, whipped egg whites to, and that's really it. It's, um, you know, because it's French, it sounds fancy, but it's just like their version of queso, you know? It's like fluffy queso. That's all we're doing here. You've made queso, you've eaten queso. You can make a souffle. You're like halfway there. Edna Lewis is like the Julia Child, but for Southern cooking. So if you want to get into Southern cooking, it's a good place to start. But for me, it was just like, the first souffle that I wanted to go for, you know? I just really liked souffles as a kid. I, I, go, I would just get to the point where I was banging out one egg souffles for myself. Alrighty, so our cheese is grated. Now we're gonna start making our Mornay sauce. So I'm gonna first melt two tablespoons of butter in a saucepan. You wanna go for something with a rounded rounded edges instead of like a sharp corner because it's easier for the whisk to get in there. If you've got a pot like that, it just helps prevent lumps. And we're gonna let this butter melt until it's nice and foamy before adding our flour. This is super important. First time I tried to make a Mornay or bechamel, I just dumped it both in there. I dumped the flour and butter together and you just end up with something really lumpy from the start that you just, you're not gonna be able to whisk those lumps out. So by waiting until the butter is melty and foamy, the flour is gonna incorporate much faster and you're not gonna have any lumps. The main thing with, with making a sauce like this is, is lump management. That's the most important part. Make sure we fight the lumps from step one. It has melted. 
but I'm gonna wait until it foams. It's very important. You wanna see a little bit of foaming action. That just means that the butter is hot. So butter has fat and water in it, and it starts to foam when that water starts to reach like boiling temperature, which is what you want, because that means that our flour is going to very quickly incorporate and be lump-free. Our butter is foaming. So I added all the flour all at once, and it's like instantly smooth. Instantly smooth. We're not trying to get any color here. We just want to cook off that raw, floury taste. So it's just going to take maybe a minute or two, whisking the whole time to make sure that it heats evenly. The color kind of goes from this yellowy to like a foamy white. And that's how you know you're there and you know that the raw taste from your flour has cooked off. One really like common mistake people make when they're making bechamel or mornay is they just don't cook the flour enough and then you end up tasting it. You, you, you can taste this like starchiness even through the cheese. It's more likely to develop a really thick skin that way too if you don't cook out the starch. But we're not making like a gumbo kind of roux. We don't want we don't want any color. We're not going for brown, tan, none of that. We're staying blonde here. I can smell it. I can smell that the flour is getting toasty. And that's how you know we are we are there. Okay, so the flour is smelling toasty. That's how we know we're there. We're not going for any color. We're just cooking off the rawness. So now I have one cup of milk that's just been fairly warmed. And once again, lump management from the start. So we're gonna drizzle in just a little bit at a time and you're gonna see as soon as you drizzle it in, it kind of gets tight and you're gonna freak out. Just keep whisking, whisking. And as you finish adding in all of your milk, it'll thin out. Oh God, it's getting brown. I was talking too much. <laughs> so after the first splash, it looks real tight. Don't worry. Just keep adding no more than a tablespoon at a time in this beginning stage so we can ensure smooth Mornay action. And because we're using warm milk, it just comes together all like a little bit faster. Make sure it's become like a paste. Make sure that that paste is nice and smooth before you go in with the next splash of milk. Sometimes this becomes like a two-handed affair for me, you know? But check out, since I've got this pot with these round sides, I can get in and make sure every little bit of this roux is getting nice and smooth. adding the milk a little bit at a time until it becomes smooth. You want to make sure you're going to add a splash of milk and make sure it's nice and smooth before you add the next splash. That's how you make sure you don't have lumps. That's the most important thing here. If you add all your milk at once, I mean, I've seen like, I've seen Jacques Pepin, when he makes his uh, Mornay, he puts all the milk in there at once, but he's Jacques Pepin, okay? None of us are that good. Make it easy on yourself. Just add a tablespoon at a time. You're gonna get there. I mean, this is, I know souffle sounds fancy, but this is no different from the beginning of a mac and cheese or 
a queso. All right, all of the milk is in. We did it, guys. I think that might be the hardest part. No, we're whisking eggs. We're not, we're not at the hardest part yet. All right, I'm gonna turn this off. Now, I'm gonna switch to a rubber spatula. So now that we have our smooth bechamel, I'm going to stir in my egg yolks until they're nice and homogenized. Now we're gonna drop in all of the cheese. We're gonna add all of the cheese into this hot sauce and the heat from the sauce is gonna help it all melt and it's, become, it's gonna become really ooey and gooey and melty. We're folding the cheese. Just, just keep folding in the cheese. And then I'm going to add half a teaspoon of kosher salt, a quarter teaspoon of cayenne, and one full teaspoon of dry mustard. This is gonna season it up, and it's really nice. The, the heat from the mustard and cayenne kind of gives you those like mac and cheese vibes. I'm really into it. Mix this up until like everything is very well incorporated. We're doing this off the heat because cheese and, the cheese can really easily break if it gets too hot. So we're just gonna let it gently melt from the residual heat of the sauce. So I'm just stirring this until it looks mostly, mostly creamy, mostly melted. It's got some little bits that haven't totally melted, but that's okay, because it's gonna hang out for a minute while we whip our eggs. And as it just sits on top of the stove, it'll fully melt. I'm gonna meet you back here in a few minutes. Hey, it's Sola, and we're back to play me a recipe. Just as a reminder, we're making Edna Lewis's cheese souffle. The sauce has been hanging out on top of the stove, so that cheese has gotten nice and melty. And now we're gonna whip our egg whites. Here I have five egg whites, clean bowl, clean whisk, and we just, we're gonna whip it. We're gonna whip it. It's not so bad, you know? You're just moving the whisk around. Now we're going for soft peaks here. Because the souffle is all about puff, you might think that you need stiff peaks, but actually if you, if you over whip it, then what happens is when it goes in the oven, it's got nowhere to go. It's got too much air in it already, so it'll just collapse. When you have soft peaks, what happens is there's just enough air in there so that when the, it, it gets in the oven, that air expands and there's still room for the egg white proteins to you know, lift, grow. So soft peaks, nothing crazy. Don't lose your head. The main thing with egg whites I found is that you need a bigger bowl than you think so you've got room for your whisk to like through. So I haven't been doing it that long and you can see it's already getting really frothy. Just after a little bit we're getting like good froth, good boublage. I don't think whisking form is that important. Do whatever form is comfortable for you. I like, as I get tired, I change my form. This is just frothy. We currently have no peaks. Let's keep going. Because we want soft peaks, it's very easy to over whisk. So just stop frequently and check and make sure you're not going too far. I mean, this is happening pretty fast. We are like almost there. The foam is looking tighter, like the bubbles are finer. We don't have that like frothy look anymore. It's starting to hold trails. I have, I have a little 
Like it is holding some trails. I think we are very close. I have no peak though, but we're almost there. It's very easy in a machine to go over at this point. A lot of times if I'm going for a soft peak in a machine, I'll stop early and finish it by hand. But then it's like, eh, you made this thing dirty for no reason. So might as well do it by hand, you know? I'm getting fluffy. I'm holding a trail. I have soft peak. Check it out. That didn't even take that long, guys. Hmm? It folds over. That's what you want. So if you look in the bowl, when you lift up your whisk, it should hold a little, a little like a, you know, Dairy Queen swirl situation, and it holds it on top of the whisk too. So now when we get here, you have to move quickly. Because there is no sugar, there's no time. You gotta get folding quickly, or this is just gonna dry out and get really lumpy right in front of your eyes. So we're gonna fold our meringue into our base. The way you do this is you wanna do it in parts. We're gonna start with one third of the mixture. And with the first third of the mixture, just get in there, stir it in. We're lightening up our base. This is very heavy. You're taking something very heavy and adding something very light. So you gotta kinda do it in stages. So for the first third, get aggressive. Don't worry about it. We're just lightening up the mix. Now, for the second third, I'm gonna be a little bit more careful, okay? Now we're going for more of a folding action. So folding, what you do is you wanna cut down the middle with your spatula and then kinda like scooch underneath your whole situation and fold it over. I know, I know, it doesn't look like you're actually folding, but you kind of are. So it's like you cut and you scooch and you turn your bowl. There's this whole wonderful thing that happens when you do that. You're, we're preserving all that air in that meringue that we, we whipped by hand. We took so much care to whip. And I'm not gonna go until it's fully incorporated. Just, there's some streaks in there at this point and that's okay. Now I'm adding my last third of egg whites and you can see it's only been sitting here for a moment and it's already looking dry because without sugar, egg whites really don't live for very long. We're getting in there. We're folding this last bit. For this last bit, I'm going to try and make it mostly streak free but it's better to have some streaks than to lose all your volume. I'm at a place where we are good to go. It's not like perfectly homogenous and that's good, that's fine. If you take it all the way, you're gonna lose too much volume. So I've got my warm dish, ooh, quite warm. I'm gonna put this in. Now things are gonna happen quickly. I've got my warm dish, I'm gonna add my souffle mixture to it. We're gonna go into a 425 degree oven, bake it for five minutes and then Turn down the heat to 400 degrees and let it go for another 15. All right, here we go. Batter's going in, and now we're going right into the oven. Make sure you got enough room for that thing to grow. So 425, we start with this high heat, which is gonna help the air bubbles in the foam that we just created expand, lift, and then we're going back down to 400 degrees, and then it's gonna kind of set. It doesn't take that long to cook, 15 minutes. The top's gonna get golden brown, it's gonna lift. We're gonna have a little crusty, cheesy thing on top and then the inside will be nice and creamy and gooey. Okay, it smells really cheesy. All right, this is looking good. Not so bad, not so hard. Nice brown top, a little bit crisp. 
from all that cheese. But if you peek in there, it's still moist. Now, the key is this is gonna deflate pretty quickly. So you wanna get, you wanna, you wanna knock it down before it knocks down on itself. Do you know what I mean? Take control of your souffle. So just go straight down the middle with a big spoon. Oh yeah, the biggest spoon you got, you know? Do you see how steamy? What's really great is the edges get really brown from the contact with the pan. I'm gonna get a nice big scoop to serve myself. Ooh, so steamy. It's set, nicely cooked. It's still really creamy, but it's not raw. You know what I mean? There's a difference. You don't want a raw souffle. This is like custardy. This really nice custardy interior to contrast the brown, golden outside vibes. It just looks like the best fluffy omelet in the world. And uh, I mean, there you go. We did it. It's a freaking souffle. I'm gonna go in while it's hot. Make sure you serve this right away. Eat this right away. You wanna have this while it's hot. Okay, I'm gonna get my favorite thing. I'm gonna get a little bit of this crusty, crusty from the edge, a little bit of this saucy from the middle. It's perfect. Super creamy, very cheesy, nice like eggy vibes. I could eat one of these like every day. Thanks so much for joining me today on Play Me A Recipe. Tell me how it went by leaving a review. The recipe is linked in the show notes and on food52.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Sola E. And if you want to watch a full video of me making this recipe, head over to Food52's YouTube channel. And uh, I'll see you next time. <laughs>